Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm still Jack. I'm still John. And we're on a mission. To help you focus on Christ. And to help us focus on Christ. Amen. And at the new year, uh, we're beginning a new year on this podcast. And we've done about 40 episodes already. That's kind of neat. And uh, we look forward to... uh, to some more and to have a good year. Yeah. Well, one of the things we want to talk about today is what are the obstacles that keep us from focusing on Christ? Um, I mean, that's part of the reason why we have the whole podcast to begin with is because it, it's not necessarily easy or natural Um but we want our focus to be on Christ for a lot of reasons. And there are a lot of things that get in the way. Jack, help me out on this. Well, as you look at a new year, you can uh, bet that there's going to be obstacles that we're going to face this year. Uh, I'm glad that we don't know <laughs> uh, what's going to happen uh, this year because it would be a horrible thing if something bad is in store for us, uh, to just dread that. I'm glad that God blesses us and doesn't necessarily show us the future. Uh, can you imagine had you known in 2020 that we were going to have a pandemic and we were going to be stuck in our homes for eight months and all that happened, you know, that year? Uh, I know that just recently some friends, uh, that I've loved for a long, long time, uh, lost, uh, the battle with uh, sickness and past and have uh, gone into heaven. Right. And uh, that's uh, a, a cause for grief and hurt and loss and pain. And I think you could probably call that an obstacle. Uh, sometimes there are other obstacles of uh, financial loss or um, uh, having to move to a different part of the country away from loved ones or uh, could even be ourselves can be an obstacle, Uh, maybe our unforgiveness or our lack of understanding uh, of certain situations. Um, Sometimes our relationships uh, that get broken because of things that we have done or not done or that our spouse has done to us, and that becomes an obstacle. Sometimes the rebellion of our children. So you have a lot of things, I think, that are obstacles uh, to focusing on Christ. So what I would say, John, in kind of uh, approaching this uh, topic is to say that sometimes obstacles uh, cause us to lose focus on Christ, but sometimes the obstacles of life bring us to focus on him. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I agree. I agree. The... uh... There are so many things that come into my mind. I mean, one of the things is, you know, when you're on a trip or you're driving someplace, um, you, you know, it's it's funny, but sometimes it's hard to keep your focus on the road. <laughs> and that's dangerous. I mean, we've had to put laws into place because of the danger um, wear your seatbelt. Um, don't hold your phone in your hand. Um, don't stare at your phone. You know, I mean, so many things, even, even like, uh, you know, a car's got a little navigator and it won't let you adjust stuff on the navigator while the car is moving, which makes sense. You know, your eyes need to be focused 
on where you're going and not on something else. And, and it's like that with Christ. He is our object. He's our goal. He's who we're aiming toward um, because we want to be with him forever. You know, I want to live with Jesus for eternity. So he is our focus. Um, but it's so easy to trail off with something in the periphery um, or to turn your head and even focus on something that you shouldn't be looking at. And I, yeah, I think f- for the week that we're recording this, uh, this, this hits home with the driving analogy because there was a three-year-old that was killed on 65 because a car had stalled and was uh, at least partially in the roadway still. And uh, another driver hit that vehicle. Um, now, if that guy had had time and been able to see that and avoid that or, you know, hit his brakes, I don't know. I, I obviously wasn't a witness to it, but there was a loss of focus somewhere in there in terms of the goal of driving safely to your destination. And that's that's where we are. You know, our destination is is heaven with Jesus um, and keeping that eternal focus is so important. So I would say that perhaps the condition of our relationship with God, with Christ, is going to determine how we work through the obstacle, how we handle that kind of thing. Uh, certainly to blame the person that uh, hit the car that killed the child is uh, maybe a natural thing for people to do. I don't think it's healthy no. and uh, can cause a lot more problems, but that probably well, is... There's a huge difference between doing something intentionally right, and having an versus having an accident. Um, certainly that person didn't do it with any ill intent, um, and I wouldn't mean to imply anything like that. Um, and, And that's how, you know, you can call them accidents in our lives. Most of the things that happen to us that are related to our focus drifting from Jesus aren't because we intended something, but it, but it happens. Um, and, uh, I, you know, there are so many examples with the disciples when, when Jesus is in his earthly ministry um, where he has to. It's sort of like, you know, a movie where the, the guy grabs the top of the little kid's head and twists it around to get him focused on what they're supposed to look at. Uh, he's doing that with the disciples all the time because, uh, you know, they're drifting to something over here. Just like when they're arguing about who's going to be the greatest right. in the kingdom of heaven. You know, I can picture God just just putting his hand on their head and like turning them like, eh, you're looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> I think so many of us um, have a um, temporal view of life. In other words, not to look and see uh, that there's a, a, an eternity, that life is more than just uh, this world. And uh, in order to be able to make sense I think of a lot of the obstacles that face us in this uh, world um, if we don't have someone to face them with us, Mm -hmm. Uh, if we don't have a a close friend and a relationship with God, which is even better, the best to have him as our friend, uh, then we can face the issues, the obstacles of life in a different manner. Uh, I think for me, 
uh, the focus of my life. I've always strived to make Christ my focus. Not that I've always attained uh, what I've uh, tried to look up to or live up to, uh, but it's certainly uh, the thought in my in my mind and in my life for my children, for instance, and now for my grandchildren. Uh, what do you want for your kids? I I never wanted happiness to be the main focus of my child's life. Sometimes people will say, well, I want my kids to be happy. Well, I don't necessarily want that for them. What I want for my children is that they not focus on the goods of the world, on the material things of this world. And when they've got enough stuff, then they're going to to know purpose and they're going to be able to get through the obstacles. Uh, I want them to know Christ, to have Christ as their Lord and Savior and then their focus on life next to having him is others, other people. Uh, are you touching other people in a positive way? Are you touching other people with the knowledge of Christ so that they might uh, have that focus on Christ? So that when the struggles and the difficulties, the obstacles come, we can get through those because we have help. Right. We have someone with us. We have Christ with us. And they look different. Obstacles look totally different when you put it in that perspective. Instead of looking at it from, oh boy, that happened to me. Why did the evil God do that? Or why did that happen? Or what have I done? Or I've just tried to be good and faithful. Why did this happen? And be a, uh, very, more selfish in, in your perspective of the obstacle. You were talking about uh, people thinking, you know, I just want my kids to be happy. And I remember years ago we had a, a, a youth pastor at our church, Todd Clark. He's kind of big time now, you know. He's flying in from California to preach in Chicago. And um, love you, Todd and Renee. <laughs> um, but he said the same thing. He said, you know, I hear parents say they want, I just want my kids to be happy. So I don't hear any parents say, I just want my kids to be good, or I just want my kids to grow up to love Jesus, to know Jesus. He said, but what, what we should want for our children, what we should want for ourselves is to know Christ and to love him. Mm-hmm. So, Jack, let me ask you this. What <laughs> I, I hope this isn't too personal, but what is your biggest obstacle to focusing on Jesus. I think it's uh, always been the same thing. Uh, For me, I strive to have a a daily quiet time, uh, a time with God to study his word and to pray. And for some reason, uh, I struggle with that from time to time, Uh, just making the time to get uh, into the word and making a time to talk to God, to have a dialogue with Christ, to pray. To me, that's what prayer is. Uh, not only to speak to God, to talk to him, but also to, to have a time where I'm listening to what he says. And he speaks through his word and he speaks through um, people, friends, preachers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he speaks through a movie, sometimes a billboard. He can speak, you know, in, in various ways where you see something, hear something, read something. And then it's like a point or an issue or a truth. Uh, comes through those things if I'm focusing on him, if I'm bringing him into my life, if I'm uh, 
trying to, to, to feel his presence, to know that he's with me at all times. That's my, that's my most difficult thing is to uh, make sure that I am consciously aware of the fact that God is with me. God is in me. He's uh, walking uh, in that uh, and through that obstacle with me. And just to keep that focus and keep praying and keep uh, seeking him. Daily basis, simple thing, but I think it's uh, a lot of people struggle just to keep that right. that regular time of prayer. How about you? My biggest problem, my biggest obstacle to focusing on Christ is myself. Um, I, I get in the way. Um, and I think part of it is we live in a material world with material needs. Got to have a roof over my head. Got to have clothes to cover myself and to keep warm. Um, Got to have food. Um, and those things become real distractions uh, because we can get so focused. I can get so focused on the, the temporality of, of life and the things. And, you know, I'm in this... I think it's silly to call it middle age because I'm not going to live to be 112. Okay. (laughs) I'm 56 years old. So I'm in my mind, I'm like way past middle age. Okay. Um, But I've got to get my mind thinking about, you know, retirement and that kind of stuff. Those things are distracting Mm -hmm. to me because I want to focus on Jesus. Well, how can I do that? And part of it is I've got to s- simplify. I've got to let go of those things. And my mind goes back to the rich young ruler, mm. you know, when Jesus was talking to him and the, the guy says, what, what thing do I lack? And to me, what Jesus is, what, what's really being said in that story is you lack me. That's what Jesus is saying. You mm. lack me. You think that your salvation comes from being good, from doing all the things, from following all the rules. Um, you know, the Ten Commandments, He's he, this guy's got a checklist and uh, he's done all of the righteous things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he says, what more, what one thing do I lack? And Jesus says, sell all that you have, give it to the poor and come and follow me. And we so focus on that whole selling all your stuff and giving it to the poor. And I'm not saying that that was a bad thing, but the, the real focus there is that Jesus says, come and follow me. He's asking this guy to understand that your life isn't your life. I am your life. He says to, you know, Mary and Martha, I I am the way, the truth, and the life, Mm. you know. um, And what I need and what I think we all need is to understand that that my life isn't my life. I've got to lay it down and focus on him and let him become my life. And it gets really uncomfortable when you really sit down and think about it, you know, we've talked about this before when Jesus says to his disciples, and it's sort of like he's clearing the room in a sense because he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. What's he saying? 
you need to be completely consumed by me and you need to consume me. Your life is wrapped up in me and you have no life if you don't have me. Mm -hmm. That's really deep stuff. So if I was going to share with uh, you who are listening today, um, how do you do this? Uh, I think I would put it in this context. I would say you just need to come with sincerity to God, which to me means you come uh, not with the uh, rituals, not by performing certain rituals, not by uh, attaining some uh, place of belief or focusing on yourself on that, but coming uh, to him with a sincere heart. And then I think we need to come uh, with fidelity or with full assurance of faith, uh, believing that when we seek God, we will find him. And so if you seek him with a sincerity, you will find him. And uh, then uh, what you have is you have um, uh, humility. Uh, because when you find God and when you see him genuinely, uh, it's going to humble you. You're going to see then that we are self-centered people and we have to get our focus off of ourself. Uh, we are people who are, um, uh, you know, single-minded on our uh, seeking for ourselves and what we need rather than, Lord, here I am. What do you want of me? that humbling myself to God and saying, here I am, take me. And then he purifies me and cleanses me uh, so that I can now uh, live in his presence. He comes within us. So you've sought God. You've, you've come humbly. You've come with sincerity. You've come with fidelity, with faith. And now he comes into you. You now live in his presence. And now we need to take the time, I think, to, to, to seek him on a on a daily basis to bring him into the moments of our lives. And then when the obstacle comes, then you've got help. Then you've got him to strengthen you and to enable you uh, to see the eternal value in what you're facing or to have the strength to walk through it and to grow uh, through the obstacle, through the difficulty. And that's kind of uh, kind of the simple plan to me. It's a simple plan, not maybe easy to always do it, But uh, draw me close to you, we used to sing. Uh, Draw me close to you. I need to be seeking the closeness of God in my life. How many of you are doing that? Uh, I think that's a a danger not to seek to come into the presence of God and bring him into our lives to where we have a close personal relationship with him. And then we can get through these obstacles are going to face us this year. When we talk about obstacles that keep us from focusing on Christ, um, there's a real difference there between that and obstacles in life. Because mm. a lot of times for me, the things that we think of as obstacles in life turn my focus toward Christ. Mm. When I'm in a, in a, a moment of loss or hurt or suffering or grief, um, my natural instinct is to turn to God. Uh, and we see this nationally and globally, too. When there's a crisis, you know, I remember when 9-11 happened, the churches were filled up, you know, f- uh, for weeks after that event. Why? Because the tragedy turned our focus to God. But where it's more difficult to focus on God is in our comfort. Mm. 
you know, in our success. And what I, happened uh, on 9-11, for instance, people were afraid. Right. It brought fear. It was like, uh, I can remember people coming to church. Church was full and talking with so many people. And what was going on was people were afraid. It was like, uh, we're being attacked. And what are we going to do? And they feared for their lives. And that brought them to Christ. Uh, I think the, the antithesis of that is when things happen to us, that then the natural, some people's tendency is to blame God for that. So if you're afraid, that will bring you to God because you're thinking he has the power to help me mm. and to get me out of this. But if something happens to you that hurts you, then it can be a tendency to blame God for that thing that happened. Uh, why does the benevolent God allow a child to be born with cancer, for instance? And a lot of people, I've heard that 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 comment, uh, He's is he a benevolent God? Why would he do that? Uh, so yes, your focus on whether things happen to you or whether you're looking at life as a fearful thing of what, you know, what's going to happen to me. Um, boy, I need to, I need to come to God Right. or, oh boy, something happened to me. Why did God do that? So you have to focus on Christ. Get to know him, and when you know him, you will know him as a God full of love and full of grace. Yes, he is just and he is fair, but as a child of God, I know him as my father and as a God of grace and of love. And he's so much bigger than us and bigger Mm -hmm. than our thoughts, you know. Uh, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater and deeper and more broad than our thoughts. Um, I hope that at least in some small way, the things that we say in our podcast truly do help you to focus on Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is uh, our creator and sustainer. Um, he is our goal. He's our target, and um, we love him, and I certainly hope that you do too, and I hope that, uh, that you can keep your focus on him and not let anything, including yourself, get in the way of that. He is available to you if you will seek him. God is there. He's available, and he's able. Thank you for joining us. Uh, please reach out to us at connect at jackandjohnpodcast.com or give us a call. Um, We'll list the number uh, in the show notes. Um, Happy New Year.